Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hi friends. How's everyone doing today? How's Kanye doing today oh. is what I'd more like oh. to know. You know what? I would tell you exactly, but there's going to be an update by the time the podcast comes out. No doubt about it. Um, he so, walked into fucking Skechers yesterday he, and, and like, yeah. like as if he was just going to get handed a new sneaker deal. Skechers confirming in a statement after we heard that that happened because the new, you know how, how quickly it happens, right? Like Kanye seen at Skechers office and then next thing you know, his story's out there like Kanye going to Skechers and sit, now that he's been axed from Adidas to make his Yeezys and Skechers is like, hold the phone. <laughs> no, that's not what's happening. He went in unannounced without an appointment, uh, without giving them a heads up. And on top of that, he was filming. So I'm curious as to, I assume he's going to put that on on you know, parlor if he buys it or something. I don't know where he's going to put that footage. But he and his crew were filming. He went into the Skechers offices and it escalated. Because they were like, A, you're not supposed to be filming on our property. Like, that's a no-no. B, do you have an appointment, sir? And C, even if you did, we don't want to see you. Mm-hmm. So they basically told him that apparently on the spot yesterday. So they made it very clear in the statement that he did show up unannounced and uninvited. They do not wish to work with Kanye West at all. So keep that out of the equation. And obviously this all comes from Adidas dropping him. That's wild. Like, this guy is spiraling so far out of control. And I kind of want to look away, but I kind of like where this is going. He is getting shamed to shit everywhere he goes. He's got to be wondering at some point, did I cross the line? Did I screw up? Yeah, you screwed up. Holy shit. Uh, This is the interesting part here, though, because Bloomberg is saying now that Adidas is still planning to sell products from previous collaborations, but under the Adidas brand. So any, any word Yeezy will be completely scrubbed from it. But the shoes themselves, products from previous collaborations, will be sold under the Adidas brand in 2023. That's the hope. In order to make that happen, obviously, they need to be able to confirm or prove. I'm not sure which, what the wording should be here, but that they actually own uh, that collaboration and not Kanye that owns that collaboration. But it is Adidas that was pumping them out. So I'm not sure what the contract looked like. I was not there when it was signed. Uh, but Adidas seems pretty confident that they're going to be able to do that for those who actually do like the Yeezy uh, product. I think people like the logo more than they like the look of the actual well, shoes. And, you know, somebody sent me a message on this, too, because I, I'm, you know, I'm not much of a sneakerhead. No matter who who's selling shoes or whatever, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about it. But someone uh, who messaged says, good luck to Adidas, because the reason why we bought Yeezys was Kanye. So that was their comment on it. So I thought, okay, you must not be alone then. There's probably plenty of people who will not purchase it just because it looks like a Yeezy, but it's not a Yeezy, right? They're going to follow Kanye or they did buy it because of Kanye, whatever the case may be. 
Coming up in a few, we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's announcement from the Bank of Canada. We've got a little bit on the emergencies inquiry because today's going to be an interesting day. And we're going to talk a little bit about poverty and gas prices because all of these things are on our minds as, as we just continue to get further and further away from getting ahead. You know, it's, it's crazy how many hands are in our pockets right now. But before we do, I got a couple of fun stories. Have you heard of this Facebook group, What I Ordered versus What I Got? Yes, I have actually. I've seen things on there. Mostly I follow along with the, because I am the type every now and again, I'll do a little online clothing shopping and I've been victim of it where I'm like, that looks like a nice sweater. And then you get it in the mail and you look at it and you're like, I can't wait to try on this sweater. And then you put it on and it looks nothing as advertised, like not even Close. And watching other people open their stuff that doesn't come as expected is hilarious too. This one's a great one. It's a woman in Australia and she ordered a fake corpse Halloween decoration on Amazon. Fun. So she's expecting what looks like a body that you hang in your tree and haha, look at that. There's a dead person who's been hung. Oh, we got to go there for food. It's a weird flex, but this is what people do. So mom orders this. It comes. She's excited because her little 10-year-old is real excited for Halloween. She said, go ahead. You can open the box. Kid's opening up the box expecting to find this body that he's going to hang from the tree. And he got the body all right. But it wasn't what they were expecting. The 10-year-old opened up the box to find a beautiful blonde-haired blow-up doll with big tits. section wrong section of the shipment area like how does that how did that happen i actually do know how these things work because i was fortunate enough to be given a tour of the amazon facility without actually having to work there and and they've got all these people there they're pickers and they run up and down the aisles with a little tablet and they know okay cat in in kitchener here ordered some some peanut butter and and some some socks. shit to help do, her sleep. Do some random socks and shit. Socks yeah. and lube. Uh, lube. <laughs> so you got to go to all the different bins and grab it. And then you take it on your cart back right. and then somebody packages it and then it goes off to shipping. In this case, I thought, okay, well, they clearly just went to the blow up doll section instead of the dead body section, which is for Halloween. No, as it turns out, this company somewhat as of a uh, somewhat as a cost cutting measure actually uses blow up dolls for their prop. So it's kind of like a two-for-one, if you will. You order this thinking you're getting a body that you can hang from the tree for Halloween. You just ignore the fact that it's got big boobs, blonde hair, and its mouth is wide open. (laughs) There's a hole between the legs. A big vagina on it here, too. (laughs) You, You ignore that part and still hang it in the tree in the plastic bag. And then when it's done... You can do whatever you want with the blow-up doll for the rest of the 364 days a year. It's an odd one, though, because, I mean, we're talking about something that should be sold on, like, an X-rated site, if you will, and then something that I don't think that Halloween decor really falls into the X-rated category. Is it cheaper to produce those, or was there just, like, a, is there just, like, a crazy uh, amount of blow-up dolls just hanging around, not being used, not being, not being you know, done with however you do with them? I, I think, as I understand it, the way it works is, They only produce so many bodies, and some of them might be for the Halloween displays, and some of them might be for lonely men who like to fuck dolls. And it just made more sense to continue making the blow-up dolls, which are wildly popular, 
and stop making the body specifically for the dead body in the tree and just everybody gets a blow-up doll and you could hang the blow-up doll from the tree. Me personally, I'm thinking this is a bonus. You've got your, your Halloween decoration. In the summertime, you could turn it into a nice pool floaty. And, and obviously, there's places to set your drink. It's great. And then in the, uh, the rest of the time, you can keep it in the bedroom for those, those lonely nights in the winter. So you don't, like, deflate it when it's not Halloween? Just, like, let all the air out of it and shit and roll it up and you know, sho- shove it with your other Halloween stuff? Or Could you dress it up for Christmas? Oh, sure. It could, that could be, that's a lovely Miss Claus there. That would be a beautiful Miss Claus, Cat. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know, and it, I never thought about that. I suppose when you get it, like anything else, some assembly required, you're going to have to huff a little bit and blow her up. <laughs> but That's the foreplay, Scott. Oh, is that it? When you're completely exhausted and lightheaded from blowing up well, a whole doll? there's no way I can do this now. I'm going to take a nap first. <laughs> you know what? Let's just cuddle tonight. Yeah. I'm exhausted. <laughs> So <laughs> it never occurred to me that you might want to deflate it. Like, what do you, what do you do yeah, with them? Of course. I, I obviously don't have one. So I'm curious when, when you procure yourself a blow up doll and maybe there's some guys listening right now that could help us out with this or girls. I'm not judging. No, there's, there's, there's some for, for everybody. There's, oh. I think there's blow up dolls for everybody. Actually, you know what? That's true. There are no blow up what dolls. You like. Gr- Men, women. Some of them have penises. Like you can ride it. Yeah, see, fine. Okay, great. In this case, it's a female, and I guess when you're not using it, do you want to, like, just, what, stick it under the bed? Or do you leave it fully inflated and stick her in the closet? Or what do you do? Throw it behind the curtain? Yeah. Surprise! I'm naked. I don't know. That's a great question. Do you throw it in, like, the bathtub? Like, oh, do I fucking stick this thing in? Chuck it in here. Well, I assume you have to wash it at some point, right? You can't just leave it all... Coming. Thank you for saying that. I've certainly, I certainly hope so. Yes. In, in this case, it's an Asian woman that, that is featured oh, on the blow up doll. Right. And, and yes, I do see the, the picture of the ad and sure you could hang that from the tree and make it seem like a Halloween decoration. I'm just saying that it's got other purposes that you can use it for throughout the year cat. You ever found something and thought, Man, I'll bet somebody's missing this. I'd like to be able to get this back to them. Yeah, I mean, I've been that person that, that's found a, a wallet, a card, or keys at different, various places, And but I always go to usually like the customer service or wherever it makes sense. I drop it off, and then I hope that the rightful person comes and gets it. I actually feel bad for this guy. It's a story out of the UK. A few months ago, a man named Stephen Andrews was walking along the English Channel. He found a wedding ring. He was using a metal detector along the banks of the channel, and it had a date of 1989 on it. Hmm. So he knew that it was a wedding that happened in 1989, presumably in the UK, and he doesn't exactly know how it ended up in the English Channel, but he was determined to get it back to its rightful owner. He went through weeks, months of researching and trying to track down who this ring might belong to. And good on this guy. What a great Samaritan. You find something that's probably worth some money, and the first instinct is, I gotta, no matter what, track down who this belongs to and get it back to them. I'm sure they're beside themselves that they lost their wedding ring. 
He did it. He found the woman who lost her wedding ring. How did he find it just based on a year? There must have been, maybe there was like an inscription or a name or something on there too? Yeah, there was an inscription. So okay. he had a name and wow. he had a year to work with. Okay. So through all of that, he managed to find the woman who owned the ring. He went to her with the ring. You get a whole, hi there, Stephen Andrews here. <laughs> Me and my metal detector found a ring in the English Channel, and we believe it's yours, ma'am. The woman instantly teared up. Oh, oh, oh beautiful. God, this is so Lovely great. moment. And, and this guy's thinking, yeah, who's the hero today? I'm the hero today. And then he realized it wasn't really a happy cry. It was more like a sad cry. And he, and he was like, well, what's going on? I thought you'd be happy. I found your ring. As it turns out... The woman went through a very bad divorce. Okay. She wanted the ring in the English Channel. All right. And this poor guy, oh, no. <laughs> this guy that thought he was doing something Aww. nice, actually ended up literally drudging up a whole bunch of horrible oh, memories no. for this poor woman. Oh, no. Nobody's winning right now. So what did he do? Well, she said, put it back. It was meant to be in the water. I don't want it. Get rid of it. Throw it back in the ocean. I never want to see that ring again. Now the guy's in a bit of a conundrum, right? He found the ring. He did all that work. And it's obviously valuable. It's got jewels in it. And it's a very nice looking ring. He could go and pawn it. We've all seen the shows. You know that sometimes some rings are worth a lot of money when you take them in. Nope, she did not want him to pawn her found ring. She wanted it back in the ocean where she put it. Wow. And the guy. Wow, and she asked him to do that? Yeah, and the guy's actually going to do it. Oh my gosh. He's going to, he said, he's not doing it right away. He's put enough time and effort into this project and he's been let down. But the next time he's near the water, he's going to return the ring to the English Channel. What are the. Odds that you went that far out of your way. Do you know how many people have lost their wedding rings throughout the years? So many people over so many years have lost it and then they've just come to the conclusion that it's gone. That wish that they had someone come and do just that, knock on their door and be like, here's your ring. He found the one person, he tracked the person down and found like the one person who's like, nah, nope, don't want it. What's that put doing it, here? Put it back. It's almost like a horror movie. You know, in those like scary movies where like, you, you, the person like throws something out or something and then they turn around and boom, it's like back in their kitchen table again. Like, how did that get there? <laughs> I just threw that away. This lady's haunted by this relationship forever. Does the guy want it? Like, yeah, I'm sure he think? wouldn't mind or the woman, money. Or woman, sorry. I shouldn't be so quick to assume. No, it's but, like, a guy. I assume he wants the money. No, like, no. Like, I mean, the spouse. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe him. he should go. <laughs> I don't know. It's not his ring. He gave it to her. She threw it in the ocean. He's got the least amount know, of claim man. to that ring. If I went that far out of my way to make sure that I gave something to someone and then they told me, put it back, I'd be like, oh, oh okay. And it has value. I'm not putting it back. No, I'm pawning it. And who knows? I think because I did the right thing first. I did. In all fairness, this guy did the right thing first. He came and he found her and he tried. She said, go put it back. I, I would, I would, no, I would pawn it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what boxed water is? Yes, I am familiar with boxed water. It's a way for us to attempt to save the planet one small step at a time instead of using plastic bottles. Quite right. Although not a particularly descriptive description of the boxed water. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you back to 2019 because the first time I learned about boxed water, we had a master linguist explain to us what boxed water is. The Prime Minister of Canada was asked about it in a news conference when he was promoting green initiatives. Listen to the Prime Minister. He's going to tell you guys exactly what boxed water is. Consumers. And what do you and your family do to cut back on plastics? Uh, we uh, uh, we have uh, recently switched to drinking uh, water bottles out of uh, water out of uh, when we have water bottles uh, out of a plastic uh, sorry away from plastic towards uh, paper um, like drink box water bottles sort of things. There's there's a number of choices we can make as consumers uh, that will. Uh, do better and every consumer needs to look at ways they can make smarter choices in their consumptions uh, I still laugh when I watch that clip because he got so far down the fucking so rabbit funny. hole he no, couldn't boxes, even see daylight I, we do, anymore. We, we like plastic. We don't like plastic I'm saying that we do. We, we, put the, we put the plastic water. No, no, we never have the plastic water bottles but we, we have the bottles out of the, no, they're not bottles, they're boxes and then we do that. You know what though? In all fairness I've been there before I've been there before where I, like, my brain has just like decided like Fuck you, cat. I'm leaving for a second. You're on your own. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, the thing with the, I forget what it was. And, the, and and I don't make any sense either. So I think we've all been in that scenario. Uh, but that was something else. That was something else. Well, right. here's why we bring it up. Boxed water hasn't really caught on as much as some people had hoped. But this, they're hoping, will change that. Boxed water is now coming with boxed wine in the same box. Huh? Essentia Water has teamed up with boxed wine, boxed wine brand House Wine. So the name of the product is House Wine. Okay. To sell a huge box that combines water and both red and white wine. It's got three spouts coming out of this box. It'll pour 32 ounces, 32 eight ounce glasses of water, 32 eight ounce glasses. That's about two gallons. Okay. The second spout can pour the equivalent of of four bottles of white wine, and the third does about four bottles of red wine. The boxes will be available online, limited quantities, from the House Wine website, $45.99 each while supplies last. What I'm not sure about is if it comes with the wine, because if you get the equivalent of eight bottles of wine 
for $45.99, I'm going to recommend that's more of a cooking wine, not necessarily a drinking wine. Yeah, it's not something you would serve to your favorite guests. Let's put it that way. But let's talk about the practicality of this. Could you sacrifice one full shelf in your fridge for the ability to have red wine, white wine, and water available on demand out of a box. This doesn't work for me. And I'll, a, a couple of reasons why. Number one, I get water out of my fridge anyway, like from the actual fridge. So that would kind of be a waste of space. Number two, what if I like one chilled and I don't like one chilled as much? Or not at all. I have to put them all in the fridge. Like what if I want a red and a white? Like you suggested, that's a good, you know, great. There's three areas there. It's, it's water, it's red, and it's white. What if I don't want my red chilled? Or what if I like my white, I don't think anybody likes it room temperature, but you know, what if, what if it's, you know, not going to work the way I want it to work and taste like the way I want it to taste. The only way I could see this being okay is like a big party. Like you have a stag and dough, a get together, you bring that shit, you pump it out of those little f- shitty little nozzles that they have at the bottom, I'm sure. And then that works out pretty well. The ones where you like cut your thumb every time you try and get some. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's not that's not going to be a classy option. I mean, this is more like the wine you'd serve from a Dixie cup. Well, and, and it's wine in a box. I mean, let's ask yeah. ourselves how demanding we can be. And look, don't get me wrong, because I think that wine in a box is a great option for a lot of people when you're not like sir, when you're not having guests over or something like that. And this is just like your your wine that you have a couple times a week. If you're cool with it out of a box, fucking give her. No judgment there. As long as you don't cut open the box and drink out of the side of it, at least use the oh, nozzle. Like put you put your animals. mouth on it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, what they're using it for here, they say this is the ultimate entertaining package. When people oh. come over, you set the box on the counter, yeah. and people can fill up their wine or their water as they see fit. Like that, kind of, that does make sense, I suppose, right? For some people, but why don't you just? But at the same time, it's a little less trouble to just put out the shit, isn't it? To like, put out a couple of bottles and say you're on your own. Yes. Yeah. Like, can't we just do that? Uh, no. No, it needs to be in a box, cat. because as the prime minister explained to you, you have to be more green, and I believe his words were, do better. So this eliminates all the waste. (laughs) One way we can, but but the thing is, because going back to what you asked about this product, it's unclear if it's coming with the wine or not. I'm going to assume it doesn't come with the wine, because how can you know the water's fresh? You'd have to like, you have to put it in yourself to make sure everything's fresh. I would think so. So if that's the case you're still using up the same amount of shit you would have used. Yes. You're still pouring bottles into a box. You've bought yourself you, something else to take up space on your counter or in your You're fridge. actually making it worse, and my guess is this is made of plastics. Am I wrong? It's or made is of, it stainless steel, or what is it made of? It's a cardboard box. It's oh, it is It's just got a like a liner on the inside yeah, for your wine. But you still have the glass bottles that you used. Yeah, but it's green, cat. It it's doesn't not, matter if it's all the way it's green. It's not green. You can tell it yourself it's green, and then you can be as woke as you want. It doesn't stop the the. It doesn't stop any issues, in my opinion. But oh, okay, it's good for entertaining, like you mentioned. I think that's the only case I would ever see myself using that. Right smack dab between the two markets that we do our various radio shows in is a great city called Guelph, and it's the home of the University of Guelph. Health Canada just granted them a very rare license to do something that has not been done before, a license to grow and cultivate psilocybin Ah. magic mushrooms. It's happening. I'll be honest with you. uh, I'm not into the drugs. I didn't use cannabis until it actually became legal because for some reason I was afraid the cops would show up at my door. And this is not legal, magic mushrooms, but it does seem like I'm hearing more and more conversation about why it should be. Apparently, 
the magic mushrooms are very, very good for people, particularly with brain diseases and things like that. So the reason Health Canada has commissioned the University of Guelph to do this is because they've got the know-how and the scientists to study it. What they're going to do is they're going to grow magic mushrooms and figure out, is there potentially a cure for Alzheimer's in magic mushrooms? Could this help offset the symptoms of dementia? Could this help people who have got massive crippling anxiety or PTSD? They think they're on the right track by studying the fungi cat. So they're actually going to grow and cultivate magic mushrooms at the University of Guelph. Now they point out for now, no human trials. So you can't just sign up and get all the free drugs you want. But if this goes well, not only could there be health benefits, we could end up in a situation where in Canada, cannabis and magic mushrooms are legal. Yeah, no, I think I wonder if this, I don't know enough about it. You and I actually have a mutual friend that's very heavily involved in microdosing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it can be sold, by the way, it's it's Holland, I believe, that, mm-hmm. that it's sold and everything's legal there. It's not not so much here. But I learned a, t- a little bit about my, about microdosing, and that comes from the stem of the mushroom. And apparently that has phenomenal effects uh, for people health-wise. Again, I don't know enough about it, obviously. I don't study it. But from what I hear, there are more and more studies being done. So bringing that closer to home, I think, makes a lot of sense. Because if we can pinpoint something that's going to help people, like you mentioned, why not be able to have access to that as quickly as possible? Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. What I'm worried about is mushrooms are natural. They can grow almost anywhere. Let's say this does have those miracle health benefits. Let's say just hypothetically that they figure out that whatever's in the stem of a mushroom can help cure cancer. Do you think they would actually bring that to market? Do you think they would actually tell us that, hey, you can decrease your risk of cancer by like 99% if you eat mushrooms twice a week? Do you think the big pharma companies are ever going to let that be known? Or do they want us to keep taking whatever drug they're selling to treat us? Because if it's natural, I find doctors aren't interested. Go to a doctor and ask them about certain natural things that we all know work. They're not going to get behind that because doctors are very regimented. They're very uh, trained to write you a script for something that a pharmaceutical company made that you have to get from a pharmacy. If there's something natural that you can go and pick off the sidewalk that would actually do the same thing, I don't know that they're going to tell us this is a good idea to take it. Well, I don't think that they're going to be that involved in it to begin with, for sure. I'm not sure how it'll what it'll look like if, let's say, we do find that these properties are very helpful for these health, uh, for many different health conditions, because it's possible there's many that it helps. But I think in today's society, in 2022, in this woke-ass place we live in, I think that we, uh, as a people, especially going through all of the things in COVID that we went through, have the ability to stand up and and listen to whatever the studies show and we're going to we're going to run with it. I'm not sure what that's going to look like and yeah, you're right. I don't know if the major pharmaceutical companies don't jump on anything associated with this. I think that it's still going to we're still going to be able to find a way to do it. Moving on, yesterday that piece of yesterday the Bank of Canada governor Tiff Macklem <laughs> <laughs> announced the central bank is raising interest rates by a half percentage point. And Tiff Macklem, governor, made it clear more rate hikes are coming, including likely one next month. He said he realizes that adjusting to higher interest rates is difficult for many Canadians, but he remains focused on the mandate to get inflation back to its 2% target. Uh, Allow me to translate some of this. Basically, Tiff Macklem, 
who I've said many, many, many times before on the podcast, is an absolute maniac and I think should be investigated. He does not care that you can't pay your mortgage. He doesn't care that you're falling further behind. He doesn't care about any of it that we're likely already in a recession, even though he still denies that we are. He doesn't care about any of that. He's laser focused on one thing and one thing only, inflation. I'm at a point right now where these rates have gone up so much. I mean, watching the news last night and they were talking to so many people. Hey, tell us about your mortgage and what this means to you. Mm -hmm. And some people would come out and say, well, you know, I mean, right now I'm fine, but I got to renew my mortgage in the spring. It makes people nervous, of course. Well, it's yeah, because the payment difference is thousands of dollars for some people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine preparing for that, knowing full well, regardless of what you choose to do after you're out of your fixed mortgage that's coming up, like you said, in the spring, because it's it, it's still going to be bad then. Um, for those who predict these things, what are they saying? It's 2024 20, that it's supposed to get back to normal or even lower than it was previous? Well, Tiff, it'll never go back to lower than it was unless we end up in a full-blown recession and a right. housing crisis on top of itself. Right. And that's only because so many people will be liquidating their inventory so that they can go out of business and file for bankruptcy. The, uh, the way it'll work is he has done so many interest rates. This was the sixth consecutive increase, and it was another big one. A small increase would be a quarter point. He could have done a couple of quarter point increases, but no, he wanted to go big. He's done full point, three quarters of a point. This time he did a half point. Mm-hmm. Some economists are saying, well, it must be better than we thought. If it was only a half point. No, you dipshits. If they only did a half point, it's for one of two reasons. So they can do another half point next month mm. or because even they realize the damage they're doing to the Canadian people. They're throwing the middle class to the wolves. That's all there is to it because people can't just snap their fingers and have an extra 1500 bucks a month for their mortgage payment or their car payment or whatever it is they happen to pay off. Credit cards. Ugh, it's crazy. So this fucking guy, Tiff Macklem, is going to keep doing this no matter what. So... Christia Freeland is our finance minister in Canada. It's her job to protect the prime minister and to protect her own butt because she's got aspirations after this as well. Christia is running as far as she can away from the Bank of Canada, even though it's her ministry Mm. that appoints these fucking idiots at the Bank of Canada. So she is running as far away from it as she can. And and I'm going to give a little bit of advice. I don't want to just complain, oh my God, they're raising rates without a solution. I actually came up with a solution. I figured it out and it's not going to solve the problem, but it would make things a lot easier. So what can we do as the finance minister and the prime minister of Canada right now today to try and make this easier on people? Because there are some who are going to face much, 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 much higher mortgage payments when they renew. The people who are on a variable rate are already getting screwed. They're already paying thousands a month more than they were told their mortgage would be. So what do we do? This is such a common sense thing. The banks are making so much money with this extra interest. Imagine every single mortgage in Canada, they're collecting hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month more than they were. So here's what I think we can do that should, in theory, make everybody a little more comfortable. The bank should, sorry, the prime minister and the finance minister, with the stroke of a pen, could very easily outlaw banks from charging fees to renegotiate your mortgage to lock your mortgage in if you're on a variable rate or to see to lock in, to renegotiate or to refinance. Basically, they've got to stop charging that fee. 
I think you know, if you sell your house and you have a mortgage and you can't port the mortgage to another place or you're going with another mortgage lender, it could cost you twenty to $60,000 to do anything to your mortgage. It's an obscene fee. They've got to at least give us a, a lifeline. Give us a fighting chance here, Christian and Justin. Let us go to the bank and say, yeah, you know what? I've got a $600,000 mortgage. You guys are making hundreds and thousands of dollars a month in interest. If you'd like to continue doing that, you're A, going to lock in my rate, even though I have variable. You're going to lock it in, and you're going to give it to me for X or Y rate. There are banks that'll take it. People could end up paying less than they're paying now, or they could at least lock in, whereas we were never given an opportunity to lock in because nobody, not a person in this country, predicted they would raise interest rates six times in eight months. Mm -hmm. The only thing they can do is take away the bank's ability to charge you those penalties and fees to move your mortgage, to renegotiate your mortgage, or to lock it in. Justin and Christian, do it. Pull the trigger, take that little bit of extra revenue out of the bank's pockets, which it will not hurt them in the slightest. They make billions of dollars every quarter. Take that away from them and give people a fighting chance. That's what people need. And to underscore that, I'll leave you with another story. A new report from Food Banks Canada Mm -hmm. says the number of people using food banks across the country has surged to an all-time high. These are Canadian people with jobs with careers that have got all their money going to other things that can't afford to put food on the table for themselves or their kids. So they got to go to a food bank. One and a half million visits to food banks in the month of March alone, the highest figure in Canadian history, 35% higher than March pre-pandemic, 15% higher than March during the pandemic. If there's that many people that because of inflation and low social assistance rates and rising interest rates that have got to go to a food bank, and that was March. God only knows what that October number is going to be. Oh, it's going to be way more than that. Way more than that. Tiff Macklem has ruined Christmas for almost an entire country, and the government has the ability to stop it. The question is, will they? Justin and Christian, will you do something? The right thing to do is give people a chance, penalty-free, to renegotiate their mortgage, not asking for a handout, not asking for taxpayer money, just asking for the ability to renegotiate, to lock in or move the mortgage to a bank that'll give them a better rate. And and let's be clear, it's going to become the wild west of banking and mortgages if you guys do that, because everybody is going to be shopping around their mortgage to different banks and banks, they'll just be grabbing what they want. Yeah, we'll take you and you and you and you, no penalty, let people do it. It's the best way. Okay, we got to go, guys. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. There's so much. We didn't even get to the Freedom Convoy. Doug, go and testify. Shit. I don't think he's listening. I don't think he is either. (laughs) He should, though. I mean, hey, there's a lot of of pretty right-wing commentators. There's a lot of, of conservative media out there that are asking questions like, what do you have to hide? Just go and testify. We know it's not fed, or we know it's not provincial, but you're the leader of the province that it happened in. So go testify. Doug fans are saying, Doug, you got to go on the stand here. And he's still resisting. So that's my advice to him. Uh, tomorrow, the Friday show, Dave Blizzard is going to be here. Yeah, we'll have a lot of fun, as we always do on a Friday. In the meantime, uh, feel free to shoot us a message anytime. I think you guys know how uh, you can reach us, but do that, and we'll be back here again tomorrow. Have a good one.
Russia just notified the U.S. that they would be launching nuclear-capable missiles as part of their annual nuclear exercise. Russia is just like us. They also exercise only once a year. It's great. <laughs> Kanye West lost a $1.5 billion deal he had with Adidas. Adidas there's, there's not much good news for Kanye. Madame Tussauds in London has removed his wax figure from there. They're going to melt it down and make a bunch of little Kevin Hart's, I heard. And, um... Snoop Dogg's professional blunt roller just revealed that Snoop smokes up to 150 blunts a day. You know, I'm worried because if this keeps up, he might form a habit. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.